0: Hello and welcome to Talk To Me. I'm your host, Max Ernst.
1: And I'm your host, Katie Ernst.
0: And this is Talk To Me, which is brought to you by the Alexa Conference, presented by Voice First FM. It's the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts, held January 15th through 17th in Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you go to the website, which is www.voicefirst.fm slash Alexa Conference, and use the promo code to Me. That is all one word and all in caps. You'll get 20% off the ticket prices. You should go because we will be there and you should be too.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure you want to hang out with us. That'll be super fun. In Chattanooga, we can hang out. We should be drinks. more
0: excited about people hanging out with us than that.
1: Well, I'm saying I was I, I was in the middle of talking about how fun it would be and you cut me off to tell me I should be more excited. Maybe I hadn't gotten to the end of my excitement yet. I'm sorry. So what I'm saying is, is that you get drinks with us. You can hang out with us. You can talk about Alexa with us. Or other things, really. We're not like just, you know, completely one dimensional people. We have other interests. Yes, we do. But, you know, I presume if you're listening to this, you care about alexa So we can definitely talk about that.
0: Anyway, so you should go. And again, use talk to me to get 20% off your ticket prices. Welcome to the show. It's been a while, but, well, well welcome you back. It's been yes. a month. Well, yes. We're, we're Unless you're special. listening to this like in a binge situation, in which case it's been, I don't know a couple seconds but the point
1: is, is that you're acting like it's been so long but we we're, we're going to a monthly schedule now so now it's the normal amount of time yes hello
0: <laughs> and welcome after a month of being gone after
1: the normal amount of time okay what's our first topic
0: so the first thing we wanted to talk about was uh actually one of the our favorite games on the Alexa device i don't know if it's available on the others um i haven't actually checked but me either Anyway, the game is called Song Quiz. It is invoked with a simple phrase of Alexa, play song quiz. The premise of the game is that uh, you can play by yourself slash against other people in the world if you play one player, or you can play with other people in your, like, well, room or wherever it is you're playing it. What the game does, it asks you a series of questions. It's like seven or eight um, where it plays songs for you and asks you to guess the the song name and who Played the song, and it has categories 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And today, I'm not sure if it has after 2000, like, breaks up 2010s versus 2000s, but whatever. Um, it plays little snippets, and then you guess, and that's sort of the entirety of the game. But it's quite a simple game and fun to play.
1: No, it's definitely the best of the games for Alexa. I don't remember if it was the same exact game or if it was just an earlier version of it that I played maybe, like, six to... 8 9 months ago. And um I it was not very fun because they only had a very small number of songs and so you would get through them very very quickly. Was it the same game? It Max? was the same game. Okay. Well, now they have a whole lot more songs, so you very rarely hit the same song twice. And so, like Max said, I've played it both against him, which he is very good at trivia in general, but not merely as good at recognizing songs. And No,
0: I just guess Mariah Carey if I don't recognize the singer and it's a female. <laughs> And if it's a male, I will say boys to men.
1: Yep, that's basically exactly what he does every time. And so I basically as long as
0: it's '90s, '80s is a different set of people, right? Right.
1: But like, so basically, I beat him every time. But even like uh, uh, playing people in the world, I've not yet lost on '90s. I mostly win other decades that I choose, but I have lost in like '2000s. But um, the point is, is, it's very fun, but it definitely has some. Things that are not perfect about it. So, for instance, there have been numerous times where I have... So, you can get points either for knowing the name of the song or the name of the artist. And then you get, obviously, even more points if you know both. And there have been numerous times where I've known both the name of the song and the artist. And then it's told me I'm wrong. And then it would be like... I'll be like... What was the one that we just did? Do you remember?
0: Uh, Bone oh, Bone in harmony
1: Yes. I was like, Crossroads by Bone in and harmony And then it was like, womp womp. And then it was like, sorry, it was Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I was like, what? That's what I said. And in fact, I think it, it it, like, it, it was time for me to give the answer. I gave the answer. It said, sorry, what was that? And then I said again, Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And then it still said I was wrong. So it, it gets it wrong a lot, which I understand if you're playing like people in the world that it won't necessarily be like, did we get this right or whatever? Because like, you otherwise you get every time be like, no, I, I had the answer right the whole time and like cheat the rest of the world in some way. But like, if you're playing against your friends and they're there to like, know Confirm if you're aligned, you like, I feel like there should be some way of saying like, if you said, you know, whatever, you said the right answer. And then she was like, sorry, you're wrong. Like, you should be able to be like, no, I was right. And then it would be like, oh, you were okay. Blah, blah. And then gives you like the the points. Right. Like, that that should be a thing that could happen.
0: Right. Because I heard you. You said it very clearly. And I don't doubt that you said it. So you, therefore, should get the points. But you can't actually do anything about that on the device.
1: No, there should be a way of being like, Alexa, I actually got that right. <laughs> like that I mean, that should be a thing. Because I can understand, to a certain extent, that the voice technology is just not remotely, at this point, up to the level to where it's going to be correct 100% of the time. But since it's not going to be correct 100% of the time, and in fact, it's only correct maybe 80% of the time or 90% of the time, which is still a pretty poor rate when you're trying to play a game that has like seven questions for each person, so that's like at least one question is going to be messed up, then there should be some way of saying, hey, you messed up. Like, you should fix that point. Yeah. So I don't know why they don't have that as an option.
0: I don't either. I mean, it's... Well, I can think of a number of reasons why they wouldn't have it actually. The first is just um, user experience. It would be kind of weird to, after every time, ask, wait, did the person actually say this but that's correctly? That's what I'm saying.
1: That's my point. Is like, if, if it asked every time, that would be annoying. I totally get that. I'm saying there should be a way for you to say, Alexa, I got that right.
0: Right. Like, it should... Right, because you can interrupt it.
1: Right. It should... Because I understand that it doesn't want to have to listen to you every time to listen for whether you're saying, no, I got this right. Right. But it should maybe tell you at the beginning or at some point to say, like, hey, if we get something wrong... Just say, Alexa, I got that right. And then we'll like correct your score or something yeah. like
0: that. No, and that's, that's another thing that's uh, a different about when you're like using these voice applications is that people don't want to listen to a whole string of instructions in general. Like no one ever wants that in their life. And it's entirely possible that this, uh, this application would allow you actually has the functionality to do what she's describing. We actually just wouldn't know because. To have you start with, like, and if you say this, say this. And if you say this, say this. And if you want this, say this. Is super annoying. Like, it just goes right into the game, as any any reasonable game should. But
1: then one thing you could do, though, thinking about that, is that, okay, you could think, well, at the end of the game, it could say hey, did we get all of the answers correct?
0: Right, because then, then you're not interrupting and then, anything. And then
1: you say no. That's true. And then if it said, okay, well, next time if that happens, such and such. And even if you would say, well, you don't want it to say that after the end of every single game because that could annoy people, why don't you – like I've played the game like seven to ten times in right. a row. every, Wait, every if, so if, often. If, if somebody plays the game three or four times in a row, then ask them because you're clearly not annoying them since they really love the game. And then you could tell them, hey, mm-hmm. if this happens, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things where there just needs to be a little bit more creativity and thought as to how to put that kind of thing into these sorts of games. And because these types of games are so new, people haven't done that yet.
0: No, I agree. Well, and that's another thing. We, are, uh, we play the game, like, you said, like Katie said uh several several months ago, um shortly after it came out, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um and the, the song catalog was very small at that point. And then we played it again a couple weeks ago um and the song catalog was much better and it functioned just like she's describing. And then we played it again tonight to get a reminder before we recorded this. And at the end they announced that someone else's voice comes on that's not um the robotic Alexa voice telling you to um, link your account so that they can offer you more songs. And that's a new feature that um, Amazon's added, um, is account linking for these types of skills. But the interesting thing about it was I thought it was very creepy to have this like regular person's voice just start talking to you when you've heard um, the robotic Alexa talk to you the whole time. And I've seen this happen with a, a couple of other voice apps where... You have the, the robot voice talk sometimes, and then you have a person talk other times. And it's very, like, a jarring experience that, I don't know, I find very unpleasant. Um, versus sometimes we have, like, we talked about when in Rome last time. And when in Rome has, like, real people speaking and then Alexa speaking. But it always, you always know when the real person is going to be talking. And it's introduced as such. And it's less jarring and, like, I don't know, off-putting.
1: The only thing I would say about that is with this game when the real person, like, so Alexa is the one that asks you all the questions, so to speak, and so the vast majority of the game is with her, and then at the end, it was like the sign-off message, basically. It was like, "Yeah, you should do such and such, but the voice was just very creepy-sounding. Like, it was actually a legitimately <laughs> creepy-sounding voice. It was like,
0: blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was like they were whispering into a microphone.
1: Yeah, so it's like... I mean, I still think it would be surprising no matter what if you're used to hearing Alexa and then all of a sudden it's someone else's voice. But it was like also legitimately a creepy voice. So maybe they should have, you know, rethought that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if it's Morgan Freeman coming on to tell you to account link your thing, you're going to be fine with it. But I don't sound like Morgan Freeman and most people don't. So
1: yeah, so maybe they need to rethink their uh, account linking voice.
0: One of the things we wanted to talk about this week was that Kitty went to the voice convention in Newark and was on a panel there. It was not a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I guess that was... Man, that was like almost three weeks ago now, wasn't it? No, two weeks ago? Anyway, it was, It was you know, reasonably... It was at the end of July. Recent. So I was really excited because I got to meet Adva Levin, who is the creator of Pretzel Labs. So that her... She has created the freeze dance skill. She's created the... um. Kids' court. Kids' court skill, and then a number of other skills. Um, so she's pretty, like, famous in the voice world, so to speak. And I got to meet Florian. Oh, man, his last name is totally escaping me at the moment. That's
0: Holland, but yes, I don't know how you're to right. say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never heard him say it. <laughs>
1: um, so he's on Twitter. You should check him out. He's awesome. And he's German. Um, and then I... Met some other people that I had met at the Alexa conference as well, but I got to talk to them some more. Oh, and I got to meet, um, man, I should have written these down so I don't seem like a jerk in this podcast. Uh, the Alexa in Canada guy whose name is Terry Fisher. Terry Fisher. My God. Okay. My brain is not working. Anyway, I met him and he's so lovely. And anyway, so those were like the top three people that I was really excited about meeting in person for the first time. Cause I met, uh, Jan. Okay. Yes, I'm not remembering anyone's last name. This is terrible. <laughs> um, I met, but I, I thought I had met him before, but I might have just met other people from his team. No, you know what? I never did meet him before. He was lovely too. I really enjoyed talking to him. Um, he's very funny. You met
0: other Germans at the Alexa conference.
1: Yes, from his same company. And yes. so that's where, I mean, not, I'm not trying to say it. all Germans are exactly the same, but, um, <laughs> no, they're really not. I love Germans. I have so many German friends. But anyway, so, um, the point is, is that, it was really, really, really wonderful to meet all these people. But the conference itself, I was, it was fine. It was fine. But it was actually so big. I, How many people did I tell you were at it that I told you I sent you like a message or something? Was it, was it like, I feel like I'm going to say 10,000 and that sounds like an absurdly high number. That
0: sounds a little high. But it was in the thousands, I'm sure.
1: It was really high. There were a lot, a lot of people there. It was like way, it was almost more like a convention, except it didn't have much of a convention space. So it was just this like huge conference. And so there were a lot of really cool people there, but it was very difficult to actually find them all and, you know, talk to them. Whereas I really like conferences that are like, I don't know, like anywhere between like two and 500 people, because then you can actually kind of mingle with the people that you want to mingle with. And now I'm just realizing that this kind of sounded like an ad for the Alexa conference, but it's like truly not like, I just really (laughs) enjoy conferences that are smaller like that. I
0: said the ad was at the beginning. So this is just pure free promotion for the conference. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's
1: like, arguably like maybe there were more panels that were, I mean, well, there are definitely more panels at this conference. Um, but I don't even know that I could say that you would get more out of it because you would have to go... Like, you can't go... I mean, there's like 10 going on at the same time. So you can't well, go what to What was all the panel you were on? So I was on a, like, voice tech for kids panel and...
0: Right. Before you get awful. into that, okay. I just wanted to point out, though, that I'm pretty sure um, out of Eleven did a speak speech on, like, voice games for kids. And I know that she was on another panel about voice games and... Just seeing other people's—I wasn't there—so seeing other people's responses to what was happening, it seemed like there might have been a little bit of duplication of topics.
1: Well, given that there were like seventy-five thousand panels or, or or talks, I mean, I would imagine there would be some. Although, Ava did a really wonderful like um wasn't a, it? It was a talk. It was about like designing things. It wasn't just for kids, and I heard a lot of really good feedback about that from other people, even from people that didn't know that I knew her. So, I mean, there were really cool things there. Yeah. Um, it, I I think it would have just been difficult to find the really cool things because who knows, like if you would pick the one that happens to be really good, but yeah, so I was on this panel about like voice tech for like designing voice games or voice experiences for children and they had this guy open the talk. And he gave this, like, PowerPoint presentation about how, like, screens are evil and, like, rot everyone's brain and specifically, like, destroy your retina. And, like, we're all going to, like, go blind because we use too many screens and um, children are all going to be, like, you know, just dumb forever. And I just – as much as, like, I like voice technology, I also am not, like, a huge anti-screen person. And he said so many things that I just knew were, like, not not necessarily inaccurate, but just not – telling the full story like for instance he talked about like teenagers who or more recently teenagers have had higher rates of depression so therefore that must be due to screen time and that must be due to social media like that's what he was saying but it's like first of all okay those are correlations that doesn't mean causation so like you know elementary science but second of all there are also a lot of more recent correlations where you know um Teen pregnancy is way down and teen drug use is way down. Like a lot of things like that are way down. And most of it is because where people think, again, this is correlation also doesn't mean causation, but to the extent that people attribute it, they think it's because kids are sitting in their bedrooms on their screens, not, you know, talking to people and you can't get pregnant through a screen and you can't do drugs through a screen. And so it's like as much as you want to say like, oh, they're depressed because of the screen. Well, at least they're not knocked up and at least they're not addicted to heroin. You know what I mean? So so first of all, once he stops talking, I'm like, why is it that I always get on these panels with people that are just going on and on and on about how screens are evil? Because I don't give a crap about screens. I'm not here to talk about screens being good or bad. I'm here to talk about voice tech. Like, voice tech is really cool. I mean, to me, almost, I didn't think about this at the time, but I'm thinking about this now. To me, the whole idea of like, screens are bad, therefore we should use voice tech, almost implies that voice tech... Would be something that you wouldn't want as much as a screen. But since you should be taking screens away, then this is the next the next best thing. Whereas Yeah. Whereas I actually like voice tech as like a totally separate thing. So I find it rather insulting that it's like we're like the saccharin and screens are like the sugar. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I was here to talk about creating awesome like game experiences for children not about like how children's retinas are burning because of watching screens too much from data that i'm questioning now because of everything else
0: <laughs> <laughs> right well no that's that's a very good point that the idea especially if you're talking about something that's voice first is that these things are designed for you to use your voice for and they're to like that's not a secondary activity that people talk and interact with things with their voice all the time well that's the other thing like you said said it's
1: voice first not voice only so another aspect is is that a lot of companies assume that there is going to be a screen involved at some point like right now it may not necessarily be involved but the idea is that it's voice first not voice only right but
0: almost assuredly where everything is going is towards the your ability to control things like your screens with your voice in a way that makes sense
1: right so then it just went off the rails from there and like all these people started asking questions that were just silly and uh well i mean some of the questions were good but then like i'm not like you know saying anyone who's an audience asked a bad question but it, it was more just that then so many of the questions were then some type of like jumping off point from screens are bad right so blah 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 and it's like that's not what I'm here to talk about. So I was right. Was, I want to
0: talk about game designs and games.
1: Right, and then like another, then another person like started talking about how terrible Facebook is and blah blah blah. And like we can have a conversation about Facebook. Like I have a lot of negative things i can gonna say about them. More positive things, but... We've said them on the show before. Yeah, we've talked about Facebook. But it's like, that's not what I was there to talk about. Like, what does this have anything to do with Facebook? And then people are talking about like, oh, Facebook is so terrible. And aren't you worried that like, just like Facebook is addicting people and like making the whole world so much worse by their product, that you too could create some type of voice product that would addict millions or billions of people that would also make the world worse? And I literally answered like... I get excited if people would be really addicted to my product because that means that I'm making a good product. Like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, like, getting more people to like my product. If I get to the point that there are billions of people addicted to my product, then I'll start worrying about that. But right now, I'm just excited when people want to use it. Right. Like, I mean, it's just just stupid. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, are we Facebook? No, we're not Facebook. Nobody on this panel is Facebook.
0: no. <sighs> Mark Zuckerberg was not there on the panel.
1: No, like, but I feel like there's like so much anger at tech companies right now that it's like, you know, we're all like little peon tech people in the grand scheme of things. All the people in the panel were. And I mean, they were big people in their fields, but I mean, in the grand scheme of Facebook or Apple or whatever were peons. And it's like, but then somehow it's like we're supposed to be thinking about, you know, how all of like the tech infrastructure should work when we can't even dream of even attempting to compete with Amazon. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, like, you know, maybe the best thing that would happen would be that those people have competitors. Yeah. You know, but well, whatever. that's
0: another, yeah. But anyway, that's another that's topic, my, but that's
1: the end of my conversation about that. So I then left the conference in Newark and I was driving back and I was talking to Max on the phone and telling him about all that happened and then I went to McDonald's because I hadn't eaten lunch, and, uh, and and then they would only talk to me in Spanish, and I really didn't have a problem with that, except that I was in Newark, and I've been in Miami, and that feels, like, so luxurious to be in Miami, and, like, no one speaks English because you're like, oh my gosh, it's almost like I'm in a foreign country. I wish I was in a foreign country, but... Now it just turned out that, like, the person ahead of me had, like, left very quickly, and they did speak Spanish, and so then they thought I spoke Spanish, and then in Spanish, they were angrily yelling at me because they thought I was pretending to not speak Spanish, but in fact, I actually just don't speak Spanish, unfortunately, or not. Well, actually, I understood everything they were saying. I just couldn't, like, speak back, but then they apologized when they realized that I couldn't speak Spanish. The end of that story. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and it does not at all lead us into our next discussion, which which is that... Um, NPR did a did a study. Actually, they've done a series of studies now. They do it every year with um, a firm called Edison Research about um, usage of smart audios devices. Um, so that would be Alexa, Google Home. To the extent anyone else uses anything else, Bixby, I almost called her Corona, Cortana, uh, Cortana, <laughs> Cortana. Siri, etc. Anyway, and they released a big study about um, usage uh, statistics of people. I think this. They had not interviewed 909 people. Anyway, um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about some of their findings in there that we both found interesting or that either of us found interesting. I don't know if Katie found the same with Can we go first? Well, no, go, I was going to go, go first okay, go about first. something. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was that the, the age distribution of people, both first adopters, um, which they define as people who have had one of these devices for more than a year, and... New adopters.
1: Yeah, let's just say that because it's easier.
0: Um, is actually quite even. It's roughly a. It's like they have pie graphs for this, and it's roughly divided into five little chunks, and all five seem to have about the same amount. Obviously, the the highest number is about like thirty-five to forty-five, and the second one is like twenty to thirty-five.
1: Oh, but what I w- one thing I thought that was interesting, and I'd have to look back at the statistics, and I'm sure the listeners don't really care the specific numbers, but I noticed that actually, on average, the early adopters were older than the newer adopters, which I found to be really interesting because obviously, normally with technology, you think of like early adopters as being younger people. Although, I guess it makes sense because, like, when you're a really early adopter, because this would be like really early. I guess. Yeah. And the Grand Siemens technology. Like, you need to have enough money to waste it on something that you don't need. Right. These were, so, these,
0: especially when they first came out, they were expensive products. But it was like one, of the,
1: one of the bigger pie, I mean, a significantly bigger pie with early adopter compared to later adopter it was like 55 and older or something. It was like whatever the older group was, the oldest group was. And I thought that was really surprising that, like, so many of the older adopters were like old.
0: Yeah. Like no, I was surprised by the age distribution as well because I feel like, I feel like it makes sense. Like, you're talking, people in their thirties and forties as to being like, I think they were the largest group um, or they were at least the second largest within the people in their twenties is the largest, but those are the two largest groups. And it makes sense because that's they're. I mean, they're close enough to technology to have that and 30 to 40, 40 year olds have more money. And that's one of the big things that you have when you have an early adopter thing. And especially with this, as opposed to say the iPhone where they had like a big launch event and it was like, they were really pushing it into the public sphere, as opposed to this was much, like, Amazon's rollout of Alexa has been much more, much slower. Well, um, and also, again, like, scheme sh- I mean,
1: let's be fair. Like, I think voice tech is great, and you talk to people at, like, a voice tech conference, and they are like, oh my gosh, it's changing the world, blah, blah, blah. And it is, in a lot of ways, or it's going to. But... Alexa does not change your life in the way that a smartphone changes your life.
0: It's just a speaker that you can talk to.
1: Right. And which is like really cool and just makes your life a lot easier in a number of use case scenarios. But it is not the same thing as having Google everywhere you go. Right. And so I can understand how young people would be like super excited about you know, getting a new iPhone, like getting a smartphone when they've never had one before. Compared to a smart speaker, I could see being more of like an old person thing of like, well, like what happened with us? The reason we got a smart speaker the first time was because we were having like a barbecue and having people over and I wanted some kind of speaker system to put outside to play music. And I was like, oh, aren't there those like speaker things now that you can talk to? I am also get one of those. And like, that's how we got one. And then I just became so enamored with it that we started yeah. making programs for it and, like, games for it and stuff, so.
0: Yeah, yeah so, um, but in general, so that makes sense in terms of that, the early, like, that makes sense as to why those people would be more likely to adopt it, but I was very surprised at, like, how many older people were both in the early adopters and current adopters, just because, again, you have the idea that you're younger people, wealthy, like, there's jokes, as we mentioned before, about older people using the device, um, but it was, it was basically, like, a fifth of the people were over 55, yeah, fifth of the
1: five it. categories about, so I would say in like, yeah, I mean it was in both of them it was like close to like a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth in, a yeah. whole, in, in both of them. Like I said, you, I guess you were looking at more like absolutely which one was which whereas I was looking at which changed from early to, to newer adopter and that's where I just thought it was interesting that the early adopters on average were significantly yeah. older than the newer adopters. But again, then I thought about, well, I guess they have money so it makes sense. But
0: yeah, it was just It gives you a different picture of who's using this. Um,
1: Right, especially since, like you said, there are all these jokes about old people not understanding it when it's like, well, no, old people are the ones that are buying in. Right. It's young people who, like, don't care, probably because they are, like, too young to have watched Star Trek Next Generation, which, by the way, I assume everyone who's listening to this has heard that CBS All Access is having a new Star Trek. They already had a new Star Trek series last year, the year before, which I'm a big Star Trek fan, And so I've watched every single episode of every single Star Trek series ever, but I was like, I'm not paying for CBS All Access for, you know, whatever this is. So I haven't seen it because I'm just like standing on principle. But now Patrick Stewart announced that they're making like a new next gen or some type of series that he's going to be involved with, which is, you know, Jean-Luc Picard, if you're not familiar from next gen. And it's like... Do I have to, like, break down now and buy CBS All Access? I think I do. Like, I I can't just not see whatever Star Trek is with him. It's so frustrating. So frustrating.
0: Are you doing, like paid commercials for various things in the middle of our episodes where you're I about would, CBS no. all access it's great they're offering all these new episodes no, new shows but
1: no but seriously I'm just mad about it because I love Star Trek and I feel like that's a reasonable thing to talk about on this podcast because the reason that everyone who loves voice tech at least early adopters it's because it reminds
0: them of Star Trek Oh, I get that and
1: so it's like I love it because I'm like yes be me up so and so like whatever doesn't need to be Scotty don't need to be like you know original series about it but the point is is that I freaking Love Star Trek, and I literally okay. So I had I always was into Next Gen, and I had watched Voyager, and I watched some other stuff. But one summer, I was like, I need to up my nerd cred, and I watched every single Star Trek series from the beginning to the very end, which is like I don't know, probably like a thousand episodes in a row, and like just so I could say that I watched every single episode of every single series. And now there are series hanging out there because I have to pay extra for CBS All Access, and who wants to do that? Who wants to do that, Max?
0: I don't know, but apparently people do because they've now offered it for a couple of years.
1: Okay, well, apparently I'm going to do it because now I want to see Star Trek, but I'm just saying that that's not fair. And I feel like if you own an Alexa, you should just get it for free because you've like shown your loyalty to the idea of Star Trek.
0: I'm fine with that. I don't know that CBS All Access, provider of very fine quality entertainment, <laughs> is okay with that.
1: Okay, well, this was not a, a an advertisement. <laughs> this is me complaining about CBS All Access. But moving on, Max.
0: There's something about the study you want to talk about.
1: Well, one thing that I found interesting was both for early adopters and for later adopters, there are not a ton more, but significantly more women that own smart speakers than men. Actually, for early adopters, it was even more women compared to now. Later adopters is getting closer to fifty-fifty, but it's still more women than men. But, um. Although, you know, it really makes sense if you think about it from a horribly stereotypical way of like men and women are because like women are more verbal and like women like to talk about things and they're in the home more. <laughs> so I guess it makes sense that they're more into it, but
0: yeah, although the the, the counter stereotype is that men are interested in like super stereo speakers and all kinds of like things like that or even into in, like next gen like you were just talking about. True. And like nerdy things and in general this is like a nerdy thing, nerdier thing because it's just a speaker that talks to you again. That's true. I mean, I guess that's why
1: it's actually, I think somewhat counterintuitive, but, um, but then when you think about it more deeply, it's like, okay. I mean, it's one of those things that like, once you hear a statistic, you can always rationalize why it should be that way. But yeah. Anyway, that's just what it happens to be that there are more women that buy them than men. But anyway, what, what did you think was interesting? Well, look for my next thing that's interesting, Max.
0: (laughs) So, uh, Well, they did a lot of questions about uh, children and usage of it. And as being someone who, you know, we've designed things for children, and we've talked about, Katie obviously was just on a panel about designing games for children, that how much people that use the devices are looking towards it for, like, the betterment of their children or, like, their entertainment of their children, that it really is something where even though... Most people listen to it, and this is both of early adopters and um, late adopters for playing music, playing podcasts, making lists, like very like hearing the news, which I found to be startlingly high, just because I don't, I read a lot of the news, so like I don't, and I don't enjoy things being read to me. Um, <laughs> Whereas
1: I listen to tons of podcasts, so I do enjoy p- things. being Podcasts, read to me. I
0: get much more like the news aspect of like getting like to see in the CNN news briefing. I don't find that interesting but most people do so i am not the i am not the regular user of this device but that by far people really love getting the news from this anyway the point being is that the people really like especially of new adopters they really see this as something to entertain slash educate slash do whatever for their children maybe raise them i don't know maybe they're bad parents but um that is, I think, where a lot of the future is going with this device is in terms of entertaining your children.
1: Yeah, which it it's good for that, which that just leads me to the the last thing that I was going to say that I thought was interesting about this is that. So they had a question that was in the past week, have you requested your smart speaker to dot dot dot? And then, you know, it has it broken out by first adopters or early mainstream, but they're very similar on on all of these, so it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to go with first adopter. But anyway, so in the past week, have you requested your smart speaker to play music, 90% said yes. Get the weather, 81% said yes. Answer a general question, 83% said yet yes. Set a timer alarm, 66% said yes. Check the time, 61% said yes. Get the news, 51% said yes. Tell a joke, 50% said yes. of people ask Alexa to tell them a joke every single week. I don't know. I just find this very, very difficult to believe. And again, I just read you first adopters, although, I mean, again, these numbers were almost the same as early mainstream. So these are people that have owned their device for more than a year. And you're telling me that 50% of them every week still ask Alexa to tell them a joke? Like, it almost makes me wonder if any of these numbers are correct. Because obviously, we're really into... You know, voice tech. We have a freaking podcast about it. But if I was going to answer now, granted, I just started a new job this week at the public defender's office. And so I've been like really busy, but even so in the past week, I have asked the smart speaker to play music. I have asked it for the weather. I don't think I have asked a general question, a general question. I have set a timer alarm. I have not checked the time. I have not gotten the news and i have not asked it to tell a joke so it's like according to this i would be like in the huge minority that i'm using it way less than most people and i just find that really hard to believe given that when you talk to regular people most regular people say that all they ever ask it to do is to play music and maybe set timers yeah so i just kind of then makes me question the whole survey like who are they talking to like, did they? how did they find these people? Are these people that are, like, so into Alexa that they were seeking out doing Alexa surveys, and that's why they've done so much with their smart speaker in the last <laughs> week? In which case, like, all of these numbers could be skewed.
0: No, they could. Um, and there, there was one, there's numbers in here that indicate most people, uh, most of the people they talk to are, have increased their usage um, over the past or since they've gotten it. Like, it keeps going up whereas there's like a few that there's a smaller percentage that it's gone down and this is both of early adopters and new adopters.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was kind of surprising too because I I feel like my usage of it waxes and weans. I feel like there were a lot of things with it at the beginning that I did a I tried doing a lot more things with it at the beginning. I yes. tried playing a lot more things, seeing what more it could do. And then like once you've tried a number of things, then you just kind of like get used to it just being in your house and now you use it for timers and you use it for music and use it to add things to your list and like you know weather and blah 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 and like every once in a while maybe you'll play like you know we played the the sound game the song game or like you'll play games here and there but for the most part i I feel like i i use it less Mm -hmm. than the first month i had it yeah so for the vast majority of people to say that they use it more than the first month they had it it's like maybe that's true but it also seems a little bit misleading a little
0: bit much. Yeah. But I, I agree because I don't – I would say, I mean, if you take away the – when you first get it and you're trying all kinds of different things as not standard, like, do you right. use it more than, like, say, the first – after the first couple of weeks that that happened? Yeah. I use it a little bit more, like I said, because I have lists set up now. Um,
1: yeah, I do – I exactly. Like, if you, if you, if you take it out the first few weeks where you're really trying out a bunch of things, I do probably use it more because we didn't – like you said, we didn't have lists at the beginning. We use them now pretty heavily – I, and it's also just you get used to using it for certain things where it's like before you go to set a timer and then you would have this like moment where you have a, like a frisson of energy go through your spine. And you'd be like, oh, I can talk to my device and right. do it without touching it. You know what I mean? And now you're like, yelling now you're at it to like to it.
0: stop. Yeah. I told you to stop. Stop. Now stop. It's stop.
1: Like, now it's like, why aren't you working properly? <laughs> you're like, you know. Like so. I said,
0: sugar, sugar, add sugar to the list. And <laughs> it keeps adding something else, like cigars or something. It's like, no, I don't want cigars. I want sugar. Sugar. Yeah. Sugar.
1: Yeah, and now it says cigars like seventy-five times on the list. Thanks, Max. <laughs>
0: yes. Or the one time that it, it had a glitch and it uh every time I told it to remove something, it just kept adding it <laughs> to more of it. So oh then my the list That's kept like the piling trouble up. with
1: triples. This yes. is this is just like a, a Star Trek episode or a Star Trek like themed episode of our podcast. Yes.
0: Will be going where well No woman has gone anywhere in their universe. And
1: you know what? If you haven't seen The Trouble with Tribbles, I would say it is roundly thought as the one of the best, if not the best, original series Star Trek episodes. And I would agree with that because the original series of Star Trek, while groundbreaking in many ways, and I love all of the actors, was terrible. And I will take all of the angry comments directed toward me because it that show is just not very good. I'm sorry. As a Star Trek fan, I'm opposed. However, okay, just small digression. Max and I saw... Um, oh my gosh, my brain is uh, Who in person. William Shatner? We saw William Shatner do his one man show in person like 2 years ago, 3 years ago, 4 years ago. 4
0: or 5 years ago now. Okay,
1: 4 or 5 years ago. And he was amazing and hilarious. Like he is he is so amazing and good. Like I love him. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there.
0: Jumping off of the ones we were talking about before, which is that um for the most part, the new adopters and old adopters are Roughly equivalent on most of the statistics, like there'll be like, you know, a few points different here or there. One of the big things where they differed in their usage of um, smart speakers was new adopters were significantly more likely to use the device during mealtimes.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that.
0: Yeah, it was like 43% of new adopters use it during mealtimes and like 17% of old adopters do.
1: Like, what are you doing during mealtime? Maybe just like putting music on or something?
0: I don't know if it's putting music on. I don't know if it's talking. It says talking to it, I think, is what it says. But it's like. But you're
1: going to talk to your device while you're eating? What a weird thing know, to do. I don't know. Do you play
0: games? Like. While you're eating? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't understand. I don't know what the. I don't know why you're doing this. And it seems odd.
1: Okay, well. To go off of your there- like
0: discussion of like there's some little odd statistics in here that's an odd statistic to have be the case
1: that is so well if anyone uses their device during meal times, which seems weird to me just let me know maybe there's like things you can do that i'm like just not thinking of and then maybe i could start using it during mealtimes
0: like i don't know are you playing kids with your games with your kids or like i guess we can ask like, about the weather
1: i mean it's like i guess instead of like us watching jeopardy during like while we're eating we could instead like play the music trivia game but I don't know. Max is going to be trying out for Jeopardy for the in person because he passed the like online test. And this is the fourth time that he'll have like the in person tryout thing because we've been trying to get him on Jeopardy for 10 years because he knows every type of trivia question ever, ever, ever. Except and it, music. Except music. Yeah, he's really bad with that. That's like the one area in which I'm better than him. So it makes me feel good about myself. But anyway, so the point is, is that <sighs> I'm just like hoping he actually gets on this time so that we can actually make some money and by we i mean him and by him i mean we
0: yep i agree i'm all for that <laughs> i don't know if you're aware but jeopardy also has a voice application available on alexa
1: it's one of the most popular ones and it's fun to play
0: and they have not paid us for this advertisement no before. we've
1: yeah. got we've got not paid for anything other than the first one and we haven't really <laughs> got paid for that yet but in theory at some point in the future we could get paid for that
0: yes so. i don't think Jeopardy's gonna pay it
1: no they will not pay us not okay. this way
0: anyway Anyway. The point being that, well, this is actually, that's the last thing we had to talk about, unless you have something more to say about that study.
1: No, I mean, I could talk a bit more about how I feel about Star Trek, but I don't think I'll do that to anyone.
0: That is for our podcast, Trek Times.
1: <laughs> Trek Times with Katie Max. <laughs>
0: no, it's just Katie. I don't know who else is on it, but <laughs> Trek
1: Times with Katie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bully going where no woman has gone before.
1: Oh, oh, many women have been there. We'll go again.
0: Anyway. Anyway, that's been all. This has been Talk to Me. I'm your host, Max.
1: And I'm Katie.
0: And bye. Have bye. a good week. You too. Month, yes, whatever. Yes, all
1: the times. Do that.